Hello friends, welcome to the 8th house of astrology, ruler of occult, magic, mystery, and truth. Join me, Sarah, a developing psychic medium with a scientific mind, and my good friend Eliza, a tarotist and thanatologist, as we explore, through the lens of the tarot, the healing hidden within the deepest and sometimes the darkest corners of the human experience. Hey, Eliza. Hi, Sarah. So, welcome to another conversation on consciousness. And I know, I'm excited. Today, I thought, um, inspired by recent events, which I know I told you a little bit about, but I'm kind of excited to share it with, with my friends because it was so exciting. Um, we had a visitation from a loved one from Beyond the Veil while I was on vacation. Yeah. And it just got me thinking about um, consciousness as far as the different states of consciousness that we have access to. And I know um, lucid dreaming is one I wanted to talk about today. And we also discussed some astral projection and how that might play into understanding the um, abilities of our consciousness and uh, dream visitations um i've definitely experienced some of those so i'll probably ask you about all of your experiences with that Mm, stuff mm -hmm. and we can trade stories and interests um and i also have a pretty cool research article to review because there has been some very exciting stuff coming out of um neuroscience programs studying dreams in the lucid state and stuff like that so yeah oh awesome well that'll be great well the only things i wanted to kind of add to that list um that we talked about um were shamanic Mm. journeying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um and yeah and just like so i was i had shared with you that i didn't feel like i really meditated Mm -hmm. per se but that i get into meditative states and i think that's what I'd like to touch on is how consci- how we can sort of intentionally change our state of consciousness to be more receptive to be that high yeah. priestess archetype and like, you know, receive messages yeah. that we may not be able to receive in our waking state. And I know you asked me like, um, you asked me, do I, f- what was the question? Something about like, do I think there's more than the two states, the subconscious and, or you called it the unconscious and the conscious. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's a difference, maybe there's not. But I remember in our last conversation, I kept harping on the term subconscious because it made me feel right. like, why is it beneath, you know, but I, it's what it means is it's like buried within. Um, right. So it, it yeah. takes more to, uh, access it or different ways to access it that's not right there on the surface so I thought about it yeah, differently but, but yeah but you know you just made me think of the fact that okay so in all of existence only four percent of that which exists is discernible right to us as humans. yeah so I mean we spend most about- of our time asleep <laughs> Most people right. do. Well, that too. I don't, but that too. <laughs> You're right. We literally spend the majority of time, you know, in that unconscious state when we sleep, 
but also just how our unconscious mind, you know, what they're finding is what drives our behaviors, what drives our emotions. Like, mm. Well, you know, you can things. listen to those tapes like it used to be big, those self-help, you know, affirmations mm-hmm. where you would play it while you were. Well, I call it tape, yep. CD, whatever, an audio track where <laughs> you're in your unconscious or subconscious state and you're just receiving this. So this part of your brain that learns while you're mm-hmm. sleeping um, mm-hmm. is activated. So it takes in that information. And yes. that makes me think there is sometimes Rooster Al <laughs> will crow in his sleep and like do these little cute little talking. Oh, my gosh. And... I looked up, you know, about birds dreaming, and apparently they, birds, like songbirds, um, they learn their ancestral calls, like, in their sleeping. Um, oh, my God. It's fascinating. So, like, they, really? once they'd never heard before, but they're, like, it, it comes through their bloodline or their um, DNA, you know? Yeah. And they're I mean, learning it th- while right. they're... And the question is, like... Who's feeding them that? Is it their subconscious or is it the subconscious? The collective bird subconscious. Yeah. Exactly. And is that the same thing as dream visitation? And this is, and that's, this is so cool because it's a big part of the research study that I'll share is, is all about an aware or awake person communicating with Mm. someone within Mm -hmm, a lucid mm -hmm. dream. Yeah, and they're doing it. They're already yeah. doing it oh, in that's laboratories, awesome. and I think it's so cool. Well, but I just wanted I, to say, like, so my answer, my response to that question is that I keep getting the flash, like, there is a liminal. Um, I'm thinking of sunrise and sunset, and this came to mind recently because somebody ordered my tarot deck, my Esmerlize, um nature photography deck. And she gave me the, she doesn't even have the deck yet. She was just basing it off of the images on the website. Mm-hmm. She wrote me the best message I've ever gotten as feedback. And she said that um, she was someone who received messages from spirit during sunrise and sunset and in mm-hmm. nature. And I had just never, never really considered that, but. So do I. I mean, mm. that's when I was vid- visited um, at dawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when I I had my first child at dawn. I don't know, just sort of a magical mm. time. And then mm. at sunset, I'll have like, you know, a certain bird go over overhead, or you know, just really neat, yeah, messages well, like that. But it makes yeah. me think of that in between space, between day and night, and. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's called vesperatine. Like there's Oh, that's Yeah, there's I'm like not a familiar cor- with that word. There's a coral term. Um there's a animals like rabbits and deer who come out in that twilight space. Mhm. So mm-hmm. they're kind of magical in their own way in that sense. Yeah. Anyway, and I was yeah. and as you were talking, I was thinking she she mentioned it like she shared something and then it came from your subconscious your unconscious to your conscious mind you're like oh mm, i do that mm-hmm. too but yeah because yeah because, because it shared, was out there as a collective yeah. piece or uh yeah. sharing she yeah. re- she recognized something that she does and made me recognize it by 
claiming it or, you know, saying yeah. it out loud. Yeah. And Very Carl cool. Jung would say she shined the light of awareness onto a part of you that you didn't know was there until she, I mean, you probably did know I, it was there. I but did, but I wasn't, I, mean? I wasn't conscious of it. It exactly. was something and I was doing is, unconsciously. Yeah, super And cool. that is the dance. Yeah. Many people have different ideas of the purpose of meditation or the benefits of meditation. Anything that I say is really just based on my own beliefs, but I really feel like the practice of meditation itself is being able to just see what's in our environment for what it is. Yes. Not Be here now. Exactly. <laughs> like that old... Hippie but book. it's so easy yeah. not to because if we're not, if we are meeting each moment with beliefs already about that moment, then our reactions and the emotions that we get are all going to be very different if we were just meeting it with, hmm, wonder what's going to happen next, you know? And um, I think, yeah, if you don't yeah. have about preconceived notions about stuff, then in some ways it's harder in social interactions, but in some ways it's stuff just rolls off me like I don't care why you think I'm saying something or mm -hmm. you know and it's I, just mm -hmm. it's too much just I like to be like an animal <laughs> and they don't meditate you know what I'm saying they do their work their daily tasks are their what they yeah. just get into right yeah right and and I think still even with as popular as meditation is I think people still think that when we meditate, we the purpose is to put ourselves into a different state of consciousness. But it's really trying to remain conscious of the present moment without judgment of what might happen. All there is is and the moment. <laughs> and honestly, that's what appeals to me about end of life mm -hmm. care is that you're just that that's it, you know, like that's the moment. And, and birth and what birth sex and death I mean they all kind of have that quality mm, yeah interesting yes exactly bringing you into the moment mm-hmm um, I wanted to ask is it the same as grounding grounding to me is more of a body skill whereas whereas the meditation would be more of a, mm, okay. a mind I guess ego um grounding i feel like i feel like okay. to me anyway grounding is remembering my direct relationship with the earth that i literally am a representation of the earth i mean all of the elements in my body are here because the earth made it possible so when i'm grounding i'm really just remembering that I am the earth and I'm part of the earth. So it's bringing me my mind and resting it in the body. Yeah. Like now that's what I need a lot of. And I think that's why I am outside constantly. Yeah, and that's the because way to I do literally it. have to. Yeah. Yeah. That's one way to do it. You know, visual and really. Or being like physically doing something. Yeah. Because you can see it. And that's yeah. the thing. I think with a lot of grounding exercises, it's done visually. Like we're just imagining but the cool thing about the imagination and consciousness is that the brain doesn't necessarily know the difference between a picture you create mm. to focus on and the real thing. I mean... Now, what would you say about... Because I'm very not visual. Mm. And so I think in words. I never think in mm -hmm. imagery. Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of times I think that's why like certain, you know, things that come to me are, are clairaudient, you know, where like I will hear a word and I know you have that too. Like you hear a name that happens a lot, you know, or you'll hear a song lyric or, and you know, maybe that's why I'm not future oriented and why it's easier for me to just be, you know, cause I, I, I'm always like, oh, I can't picture that. Oh, like someone talking about, oh, well, and it's, you know, even in books and stuff, it is like really descriptive. I just tune out. I'm like, oh my God, I can't picture it. So forget mm, yes. it. <laughs> um, so, so that's, so the, the, the point of kind of just wanting to talk a little bit about meditation is that just to sort of maybe bust that myth that learning how to meditate means learning premonitory dreams or achieve a different uh, state of consciousness. Cause that's not, that's just not it. It's being present with whatever your consciousness is showing you at any given moment. So paying attention to your thoughts in meditation, that's actually what meditation is. People think that when they, once mm. they start thinking about the movie they watched last it's night, it's ruined. Yeah, it's over. No, yeah. actually you've done the right, <laughs> right thing. You're noticing it now. Can you just, watch that kind of go by and that's just one yeah form so then that way meditation. you're like practiced so that when it comes in real life you can go back to that place and go ah just let it right pass. it's you know you mentioned that you'd had a shamanic journeying experience and yeah I'm curious to know if you felt like you were entering another state of consciousness or if it was just your awake mind I did this thing with a counselor. I was in my early 20s and she um, was someone who was a regular at the coffee shop I worked at. And she was going to do a shamanic workshop. Like she was doing this um, certification to be a, to lead shamanic journeys, you know. So she introduced me to this, ironically, a woman who at the time went through the program I'm going through. And so she led this workshop and it was just the two of us. And she just gently tapped on a drum, the skin drum or whatever. And uh, we were going to visit our ancestors. So knowing that I had Germanic ancestry, I've never been to Germany, I've never been to Europe, but I was lying on the floor listening to the drum and she would just say, like, you know, just small phrases, like, and in a way, it just sort of was, it was like hypnosis almost, you know, where it's like guiding you to, to go to the next place you're going to visit in your astral body. So I'm like flying over Germany, you know, hundreds of years ago. It's really cool. And so maybe, you know, because I know the yeah. drumming is is used for assisting oh, to get yeah. into that hypnagogic state. Yeah, maybe for me, it being a sound, maybe that's allowed oh, me to visualize it. Yeah, I was wondering what maybe yeah. made it easier for you to visualize at that point, but that's cool. Can you see it now? Do you still have memories of it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, because I remember yeah. mentioning um, in the first conversation on consciousness the research that Eben Alexander had done, finding that the potency of memories in oh this, in that state in that state are stronger than just typical memories, you know. So 
Oh, that makes so, so much like, sense. It just would be interesting if you can still think of what it looked like. Yeah. yeah. And how weird that is that. No, that yeah. makes total sense. I like because I have I have more vivid memories mm-hmm. of really intense mm-hmm. dreams that I've had. Mm-hmm. And I was lucid. I was in my grandparents' house and I was like, um, and this was when I was like four years old. And it was a dream I just could never, never shake. It was, there was a little boy in it. There was a little boy and he cried purple tears. And later on, you know, I, my love of Prince, I'm like, oh my God, that was, maybe that was Prince coming to me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I have so every time I dream that I'm in my old house or that I'm in oh, my grandmother's house like yeah. nowadays really I just something. I just assume that I'm about to get a visit. Yeah. And I like I so the other day I was literally it was just 2 or 3 days ago I was in a dream inside of my old bedroom and then when I looked out into the hallway which is the hallway I grew up looking at from my bed there was just this woman that I'd never rec- that I'd never met before just standing there staring at me like she wanted to say something to me and then she just slowly turns and walks into my sister Katie's bedroom so like when I woke up I was like okay who was that <laughs> and what did what is it that she wanted to say cuz I I really am starting to seriously believe that like there's so many messages <laughs> yeah. happening in our dreams all the time and sometimes, like, wh- who was she? Like, why was she there? Yeah, yeah. So I, I more have um, my visitation dreams are more like with Nate, mm-hmm. you know, like, he will come to me every once in a while just to let me know what kind of like what spirits he's in, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, th- I think he's progressed in wherever he is to where that doesn't happen as often. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of sort of psychic friends like doing virtual stuff, they'll be like, yeah, I, yeah, he's there. <laughs> you know, like I, I can see him like, you know, and they'll kind of describe the vibe or whatever, just wow. like you did. But, mm-hmm. um, but I do think he's, maybe it's easier to access dreams when you first go mm-hmm. across the veil. And um, so that I, I got a lot. Um, and so when he visited me, where I actually saw him physically awake, conscious in the hypnagogic state, um, that was a very sad feeling and it felt like for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and I ended up, that was a message for me to help him because yeah. I was still in existence in this realm. Plus that was the myth I had always heard, like tying up loose ends. That's why a ghost would come or something. So yeah. and I asked yeah. him point blank and, and so there was something and I helped him with that. And, but then with this, the dreams will be like, oh my God, I finally get to see, like, it feels so like, cathartic and just like wow we're finally you know and we'll and I'll even have discussions like well I thought you were dead and he's like well I am but uh, you know and it's like amazing it's just this wild yeah it's just for a moment we remember that we're eternal beings (laughs) right (laughs) which is crazy you know it's everyone's dream happening together (laughs) yeah it's everyone's dream come true okay we don't die um I don't know. No, it is, it is, it can be so sad. But I think of Patsy Klein's, you know, sweet dreams about you or, you know, like being sweet in a dream and then you. So, something. <laughs> Am I doing the wrong song? Sweet dreams of you. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was merging a Roy Orbison you were, song. You were. <laughs> I can see why. But, um, 
she doesn't want it. It plagues her every night because she's like, oh, my God, I keep seeing you and it's so wonderful at night. And Mm -hmm. then I wake up and it's not Mm -hmm. happening, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) that can be really sad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this experiment that I keep talking about is it's by a doctorate student named Karen and she is a neuroscientist who studies lucid dreaming and this just came out a year ago and it's this it's a research article explaining six different studies using the same method of measurement to communicate with people within REM sleep who are lucidly dreaming yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds a lot like hypnosis or um, I, another ism or thing that I forgot to mention was uh, what it, past life regression. Yeah. Because that's sort of like, isn't that person Yeah, kind of like, okay, the, and what it, what now? And what are you seeing? And exactly. Th- that that's thing. the same. I mean, it's, it's the hypnagogic state. Yeah, it's all kind of the same. Yeah. But that's awesome that it's Yeah, well, it's science. Ex- exactly. Research. I think the cool part yeah. is that um, they did. They, they, they haven't yet gotten as far as the sleeping person being able to describe like in words or anything what's happening, but they've established a connection where they, they showed that, well, before these, um, the subjects fall asleep, they're trained in when you hear this sound, you'll become lucid. And then we'll know you'll, mm-hmm. you're lucid because you will move your eyes to the left, then all the way to the right, then all the way to the left, then all the way to the right again. And so their eye movements are being recorded millisecond by millisecond. And so the interesting thing is it's very easy to see that in this eight hours of sleep, there's only one time where that pattern of eye movement was detectable and it was right after the tone, you know, so it would it would suggest that when they played this tone, the people recognized it, became lucid, and then gave the signal. So then once that connection was established, they go on and they play they they play in the sleeping person's ear a math problem, a simple math problem, and said like answer in like eye movements and I don't remember the details so I think the well this is making me think of um the other book and or uh, movie you know we talked about my stroke of insight mm-hmm. at one yeah. point mm-hmm. I forget in what context mm-hmm. but this reminds me of um what is it called the diving bell and the butterfly or vice versa oh my gosh you gotta know. check that out it's it's a, ma- a man uh, like a high um Vogue magazine executive in Paris and he has a stroke and um, he's in his 40s and he ends up in the hospital. They did a movie about it, but his like um, probably occupational therapist um, is with him and uh, all he can move is his eyes. And so she does, she has communication with him where he. Um, oh, interesting. The diving bell and the butterfly, I think. It's wow. Called. Um because he, yeah, so he writes an entire memoir with his eyes communicating with her. What? Yeah. She teaches him the alphabet with eye movements. Whoa. 
See, that gets my psychology um, skeptic self kind of like raising a red flag. And like there's this thing called functional communication in the autism world. It was a very early method of trying Mm, to facilitate. For non-speaking. But they would find that the person facilitating would actually be the oh. one subconsciously doing the writing. Oh, really? So I'm just oh. things. Story, yeah, yeah, I like could that see that. Make my skeptic yeah. mind kind of go, hmm. It could have been her, but she didn't realize it. True, but maybe not. I, yeah. I haven't read it, obviously, yeah. and you probably have. Um, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Um, it's also a great movie. Oh, so, that's if you I don't mean, feel like reading it. It yeah. sounds super awesome. Um, so. So basically, you get you get the gist, but the person was able to, you know, six minus whatever two and or whatever it was, and then move their eyes the the number of the wow. correct answer, and and I just think it's cool because it's you know it's opening Very up cool. this whole aspect of understanding consciousness that we haven't been able to study before, and thank goodness for people like the student Karen, um, for being interested enough to bring this to you know yeah college level yeah. or graduate level phd programs you know i just think it's awesome yeah. um I, I i know i think it's like we've talked about before like bringing up these conversations on our podcast mm-hmm. have been received in, to me have been it's been surprising how many quote mainstream folks out there that I would never have expected to have interest in the paranormal I know. or parapsychology. I was like, wow. I, I mean, it's just becoming more, um, like I think I texted you one time when I saw on the nightly news, there was a someone with a tarot bag oh. <laughs> in an airport on the footage. I was like, oh my God. Like it's just really just becoming more... Yeah, I hope out so. In the open instead of I hope yeah. so, but I mean, it's just it's not we're normalizing it. That's what you had said. You wanted to I, normalize. I hope so. You know, the psychic conversation, and I think I think it's happening. I feel like I feel like COVID and the pandemic and the shutdowns and everything. I think it's also sort of you know made people go inward a little bit. And so in lucid dreams, I, I was just you made me think like in lucid dreams, we're supposed to be able to control them you know so it, that's the randomness of mediumship yeah well you know because you can't control who comes in well who, I you know, I tend right? I don't I think the desire to control our dreams once we become lucid is like an ego human drive oh, and okay that's just my personal belief I, no I think a lot of people think that's what I know. it is I know like, and I don't I, yeah. I think it's oh I control I can control things no now. like I mean yeah, you're right. I, I think that ru- kind of Yeah, I mean, it. I think once you understand the power that you have in that, I think changing your dreams to put your consciousness through something that's going to yeah. help you or heal you or whatever. Gotcha. But I think most people just like, think it's cool, which it is. Like I, Like I said, I tend to, I prefer to just use that awareness to observe to see if there's something I'm supposed to be and I've typically you know drawn to or or whatever and I do feel like I've been in some dream situations where I am there to support someone else and to help someone else Mm. and because I'm maintaining this sort of lucid state I um I can respond to something they're going through 
with and I and I find myself often sharing very personal details about my life that are 100% accurate you know within my dreams to people and sometimes I wonder if I'm not either projecting into their dreams or maybe even like their living life as like an angel or something I don't know but that's what some people call night working or or light working you know um yeah dream walkers or um yeah I was gonna you know definitely start I am you know I both of us do energy work Mm -hmm. um so I mean I have Reiki level two and I I also do that visualizing thing Mm -hmm. so and you go go into the energy Mm -hmm. body of somebody and Mm -hmm. scan it and you know like so you kind of meet them Mm -hmm. somewhere in space and time (laughs) well so let me let me share with you what happened last week because it's definitely the first a complete first for me in fact like i've always been super skeptic of evps which is electronic voice phenomenon like i almost never Mm. believe that they're that they're real or that they're so these are things that happen in audio like technology yes based things or so real. they would be similar to like a photo that's messed with because I love like ghost well, photography and stuff the- but or spirit photography <laughs> and I'm always skeptical because I'm a photographer well, so you're a musician so you're probably like and, a, and an audio engineer so this is what makes it so interesting is that okay I'll just I'll just set the scene for you so my 20th year high school reunion was a couple of weeks ago and so I went home to Maine and um kind of helped my sister prepare for it and we were going to show her original version of the slideshow like on an old time projector that she had put together as her senior project for the 2002 class and so we we asked my parents if we could borrow their projector which happened to be my mother's parents um, and so we were using it and then we found in the box this complete roll of pictures from 1973, which was my birth oh my year, gosh, which was a trip to Ireland that my mother's parents had taken. It was like the one big trip to Ireland um, to meet family that she had never met because her grandparent, her parents had come over from Ireland or maybe their grandparents. Anyway, it was a super significant trip that my mother is now seeing pictures of probably for the first time since she was like 19 years old. And it just so happened to be when my sister Katie had come over to my sister Jessica's house to spend time with us to do something. So here's me, my twin sister, my older sister and my mom sitting around this table watching slides from 1973 and my mom is pointing and saying oh that's this person and this person and and it was so light and so fun and I remember in this moment that oh my gosh I totally brought my ghost hunting gear like I threw it in oh, okay it- okay so an EVP is connected yes with ghost it is it's a it's equipment. a term for okay, gotcha, for gotcha. um capturing an audible message on yeah. something yeah yeah yeah. i had i had never i don't have a lot of um i don't have a lot of that <laughs> that's okay and so like i had i had just thrown it in my carry-on like right before we left because my sister bought some land like in the middle of nowhere maine where an old homestead used to stand with a blacksmith station and 
couple of houses and there's a graveyard. And so I was like, ooh, I'm going to take it to the property. But as we're watching these slides, I'm thinking to myself, ooh, what if a family member wants to come and say hi? So I take my tape recorder and I turn it on. And not two minutes later, does my mom um, change the slide and say, oh, look, it's must be this or that and in the corner you see a just a cigar sticking out and it's obviously my grandfather who was sitting right next to my mom um because he always had a cigar and she says and she says um well you never saw him without a cigar and from somewhere in the house we hear nance which is my mother's name is nancy and he called her nance so it was it was physically audible it wasn't and usually because you just said you weren't up to speed on the lingo for ghost hunting. Um, typically, you don't hear them in real time when you're when you're getting um, an EVP. It's you record and then you listen back to see if right. you can hear I any can like imagine. distorted yeah. messages. But this is this was a man's voice saying Nance from somewhere in the house. The most interesting part is, you know, I. Sure, I consider myself a fairly sensitive person just because I'm open to it. And I've done some practice in the area. And so is my older, my twin sister. And as soon as we both heard it, we both knew, like it felt like our grandfather was in the house saying, saying hi. And, and that's an important piece. Like if your mind immediately goes to, wow, someone just said Nance sounded like, you know, Grampy Thompson and holy crap like the dog started barking as if someone was at the front door or the back door it was really really cool let me just play it for you real quick and then you you all can tell me what you think So it's super clear to me, I know I'm biased, but I'm going to play it one more time, a shorter version. So here you go. It makes me wonder how that works. Like, it really seemed like he was able to manifest physically for the time being. And how is that related to consciousness like he wasn't just coming into our consciousness like Jessica and I and said like Nance like we didn't just hear him in our mind we it was it was out there so it just makes me kind yeah. of excited it's to some, think well about yeah kind of like what we were talking about how like how that? did how does a ghost come to this frequency and I touch him and then maybe those two things don't normally connect but maybe I mean yeah. I feel like a lot of like at the turn of the 20th century there was a lot like Thomas Edison was studying like how to capture recordings of vibrations. I th I think it's a lot of it is because sound has a lower frequency than sight, you know, than our, our visual. So, mm -hmm. um, so okay. maybe it's able mm -hmm. to, we, you know, those who were tuned in are able to pick it up in this frequency in yeah. this realm. Oh, that's a really good point. So I'm thinking that, the energy that we were all creating together around that table, we were all just like, we were open, we were receptive, we were enjoying ourselves, like enjoy, you know, joy was this 
prevalent feeling, I think, between the four of us around this table. And it was just the right. And like, here's the other thing. Like, why did I like, you know, 10, 20 minutes into this session of watching of projecting these slides that I think I'm going to turn on my <laughs> voice recorder <laughs> just yeah. in case one of our family members wants to say hi that's literally yeah. what I said oh yeah and he was totally like yeah yeah Sarah pull it out and watch this <laughs> unless exactly and the other cool thing is like my sister has one of my grandfather's old flannel shirts he passed away when we were like four so you know oh, wow it was a long time ago. It was over 30 years ago. And um, so she's had this shirt of his for who knows how long. And just that morning, she had pulled it out, put it on the back of the chair in the, in the room that we were all in to yeah. give to my mom whenever she got there. So, like, here we are sitting around this table. His projector is showing pictures of him and his family. Yeah. Oh, totally. And his shirt's laying on the thing. And it was just... Well, I've yeah. asked you about that before, like with mediumship readings, I feel like, and you know, you do house clearings and you have, and you collect vintage items and clothing. <laughs> and certainly I think that in light of what we just said, that different, um, different frequencies of different sense, sensory of senses, you know, like, so the touch and tangible objects mm-hmm. probably have the strongest pull. Oh. So you had a combination of like all of it. Well, you I had wonder the feeling you had the the uh, sound, audio, visual um, mm-hmm. clothing. I mean, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you had like so to me, like if I were going to be a medium, I would feel like that might help bring the energy there. You know, you're so right. And also, I mean, my sister, Jessica, is recently kind of opening herself up to this meeting like she's claiming her space as believing that she's someone who can receive and interpret exactly and so I think maybe the fact that we were together might have even helped like oh yeah the energy amplified it that's kind of cool or you just made me think maybe the physicalness of the projector and the light that yeah and sound and right yeah you guys as twins are stereo so it's like, oh. <laughs> and my mom. I mean, obviously, my mom is also extremely intuitive yeah. and psychic. Yeah, and she talks to plants. That's her. Th- you you know you she's she lives in the plant world. <laughs> my mom, she That's vibrates awesome. at plant on the plant realm. But I just thought it was the coolest thing, and never did I think that I would like record an EVP that actually sounds like my grandfather's voice saying his daughter's name. It was just the coolest thing. You know, like ghost hunting with all the tools. It's it's super fun. It's like playing the lottery. You're pretty much never going to get anything, but you might. Oh, you know, yeah. like there's a possibility right. and that's what's yeah. so fun about it. Whether or not it was his actual voice coming through from some other realm like the the coincidence of that that word Nance coming from who knows where even if it was just my brother-in-law in you know upstairs and with one of in one of the rooms with the door closed saying pants or something but regardless <laughs> you know we got the message you know <laughs> well I think that about wraps it up and um the last thing on my list is just asking you how little Hetty's doing Hetty crazy 
Secretly. Where is she? I sing to her the Queen song. Uh, Can anybody find me <laughs> someone you love? <laughs> and then I'm also been doing the who. You had a you had a you bet. You know that one? You better, yeah, you better, totally. you better. <laughs> you better, you better, you better. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Bye. Psych! Before you go, I just wanted to remind you to check out our website at 8thhousehealers.com. That's the number 8thhousec.com. And click on the work with us buttons where you can buy Eliza's amazing deck and get a reading with her. And I'm currently doing donation-based readings only. So check it out. We'd love to see you there.